0: Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Financial planning. Take the time to look ahead in life, then plan for whatever is coming. This is what most people fail to do. Failing to plan is planning to fail. I'm not talking about planning for your retirement. You should have already done that. I'm not talking about what everybody tells you you should be planning for. Retirement, saving up for your children's education, saving up for a down payment for a home, those type of things. That's not really what I'm referring to which all those are good things to plan ahead for. But I'm going to look at this a little bit differently. I do have an article in my show notes from the themuse.com. 50 personal finance tips that will change the way you think about money. I'm going to probably go through that later on in this episode. But when I'm talking about planning, I'm going to start as um as if i'm a younger person i'm in high school i'm maybe a sophomore or junior in high school and um, parents are bothering me are you going to go to college or are you going to get a job i'm thinking about perhaps i'm not going to go to college or maybe i am going to go to college so i'm looking ahead i'm not sure what i'm going to do yet but i need to prepare in case I decide to go to college, I need to take the proper courses in high school so that I'm eligible and ready to start college once I graduate. And if I go the other route, maybe I'm thinking I want to work blue collar. Maybe I want to learn a trade. So when I'm a junior in high school, may I get a part-time job working in that particular trade and start learning it. I looked ahead. I decided what my future might want to look like or be, and I'm taking steps to get me in that direction. I'm not waiting until I graduate from high school and then decide, I think I'm going to go to college, but I didn't take any pre-college courses. So I can't really get in college without taking all uh, extra courses and spending much more money. But my parents are paying for it. So it really doesn't matter. That's not planning. Planning is looking forward, thinking maybe what you want to do in the future, and then take steps so when the future arrives, you have everything in place to continue on your life. And the same thing goes once you get that first job and you're working, you're living with your parents, you're working full time, you're making decent income. What are you going to do next? Well, most people want to get a place on their own. So you got to start looking and plan ahead. You need to save up some money. So you have deposit money for the first month, last month rent. You have enough money to cover that and maybe enough money to cover a couple more runs a month's worth of rent plus utilities and all those type of things. You don't wait until you move out and decide, oh, I don't have any money. I can't move out of my parents' house because I didn't save any money because I bought a $75,000 automobile and I got a $12,000 a month car payment. And I'm just exaggerating these examples because I'm trying to make a point. When I was younger, I graduated from college. I was working full time. I got a job. Not necessary in my career because jobs were tight, but I got a job. I was living with other people. So one of my first goals was to get a place out there on my own and get an apartment. And it took me a while to save up some money. I lived with a group of guys, and then I lived with one uh, person, and then I eventually got my own one-bedroom apartment. And then when I got there, I knew I had a year, maybe two. I wanted to start saving up money to buy a home because I'm thinking at this point, I'm going to stay in this area. So instead of paying rent, I'll be better off owning my own home. So what I had to do? Well, I ha- had a new car and I had a car payment. And I knew that I would not qualify for a mortgage if I had other debt. So I made sure I kept my credit cards paid off. And I found a nice used car, borrowed a little bit of money from my parents, bought that used car, sold the car that I had with the car payment. Now I had a decent, reliable automobile that I had no loan on. I paid my parents back and I start saving for a down payment for the first home. Cause I knew looking forward what I want it. And I knew that if I had a car payment that may not have been achievable. So I took all the steps in order to solve the problems today before tomorrow, because tomorrow I will have was going to have a down payment for my first home. And I want to buy that first home on my own by myself with one income. And that's what I did. So knowing your situation, knowing what the future has, looks forward for you and knowing where you want to go is important on your financial planning, not only saving for your retirement, which you should have been doing the whole time, not only saving for a wedding, maybe you're going to get married. You got a, some wedding expenses, so you got to save up for that. Then you need to save for having children and save up and have extra money available to cover that cost because nothing is free in life and definitely nothing is cheap in life. So you know where you're heading, what your future it wants to be, And you make your own future by planning today. And when I'm talking about financial planning, take care of your money, do all the right things, have a great credit score and make yourself look good to the creditor. And like I told all my friends, Buy that home first. And once you have the home and you're in there for six months or a year, then buy that automobile that you want because it's going to be a lot easier to borrow money for an automobile than it is borrow money mortgage for a home. Your home is your largest purchase you're going to make, mostly, most people in their lifetime. And it hasn't changed in the last 30 or 40 years. It's always been that way. And it always will be that way. So that's my gist of financial planning. Now, financial tips that will change the way you think about money is the second part. And one of the things you need to do, a few first things, is create yourself a financial calendar. If you don't trust yourself to remember the pay, your quarterly taxes, or pull a credit report, set yourself up a, a, a appointment reminders for everything you need to do, even if it's paying a monthly bill. And you want to pay these things on time every month. So if you set up yourself in a counter, would put the date, And what's, you know, the the due date of when something's due on the calendar. And you can then be able at a glance know bills are due and when they're due. Maybe not the dollar amount, but you'll have an idea of what bills are coming up, when you're going to get paid, put your pay date on there, put all your bills on there, put all your credit card payments on there, dates. And you know, you'll have an idea. I can't, I don't have any extra money this week because next week I have a bunch of bills due. So I got to scrimp and save this week so I can pay all my bills on time. Two, check your interest rate. You got to know the interest rate on all your loans. And if, which one do you pay off first? Well, you're going to pay off the one with the highest rate of interest. Which savings accounts should you open? Well, it should be based on the interest rate, the one with the best interest rate. Why does a credit card debt give us such a headache? Well, blame it on the compound interest rate. Bottom line here is paying attention to interest rates will help inform with debt or savings commitments you should focus on. Good point and track your net worth. The net worth is the difference between all your assets and everything you owe. You just look up the fair market value of everything you own. So tracked out all the debt you owe, including student loans. And that should give you a number. That's your net worth. It could be negative, especially if you have a lot of student loan debt and don't own a home or an automobile or anything else. How to budget like a pro. Set a budget, period. And this is the starting point for every other goal in your life. I've gone over how to do a budget. But if you're just getting started, you need to make up a budget. Even if you're living with your parents, you still have some expenses. Maybe you own a car. So you have a car. You have insurance on the car. You have maintenance and you have gasoline cost of operating an automobile, have a budget and know how much is going out and how much is coming in. Once you rent an apartment, now in your budget include rent. Once you buy a home, now you include your mortgage payment, your homeowner's insurance, your real estate taxes, and some maintenance. That's all it really is. It's a matter of plan. You're looking and planning ahead. The more, you know, about where your money is going and where it's coming from, the better off you're going to be. If you're having trouble paying off debt, or maybe you're having trouble. You have, you got a couple credit cards and you overused them because you bought a lot of things you wanted that really didn't need. In order to get out of that habit, you need to consider an all cash diet. So that means you pay cash for everything. When I refer to cash, that's cash or using your debit card. So the money in from your paycheck is the only money you have available to pay the bills that are due in that time period to your next payday and to buy food and entertainment and do everything else you do with your life and your life. Take a daily money minute. This comes straight from LearnVest founder and CEO Alex von Tobel, who swears by setting aside one minute each day to check on her financial transactions. This 60-second act helps identify a problems immediately, keep track of goal process, and set your spending tone for the rest of the day. So what she's saying is she's looking at her checking account and see how much money she already spent. If you're on an all-cash diet, that's easy to do. You look one place, your checking account. How much money you have in there? Um, The beginning of the day, how much money you got now? Maybe you need to slow down on some of your spending. Remind yourself. By looking at your transactions, you're reminding yourself that you have other goals and other things you want to accomplish. And by doing that, you'll remind yourself Maybe I should spend a little less and it's got a bunch of other stuff in here. I'm going through love yourself, get money motivated. They got stuff in here about uh, asking for a pay raise, negotiating your salaries. Like when you you can negotiate more than just your salary, your work hours, official title, maternity, paternity leave vacation time, which projects you work on and all the things that are future employer may be willing to negotiate. And when you negotiate your salary, get them to say how much they're going to pay you first. Then you can get them to go up. Even if it's more than what you was thinking, get them up. If you can get them to go up a little bit, that's just, you're better off. Don't ever co-sign a loan. That's how you keep debt at bay. If you're trying to help out a family member and you co sign a loan, and they're not responsible, and they default on the loan, guess who gets to pay for it? You. Well, that's going to hurt your credit standing. It's going to hurt your cash flow, everything involved. If you're a student going to college, make sure you fill out all the forms to receive grant and scholarships. Go to your student loan officer and find out if the, what you can fill out. If you don't know, find out it's called planning ahead. It's like, if you don't know something, you need to investigate and learn it. And then keep your monthly mortgage payment below 28% of your monthly income. 35% is also good, but the lower you can keep your monthly mortgage payment, the better off you're going to be because that's going to free up money to pay for other things. If you're struggling with federal student loan payments, investigate repayment options. Let's call up your lender and that's where they offer graduate extended or income based plans. And there's a bunch of options. Don't wait for the government to say you don't need to pay them anymore because that may never happen. And if you're wanting to, if you work for a, a government entity or a school teacher and you think if you work there 10 years, you get the rest of your student loans forgiven, well, yes, that will and can happen. But you got to make timely payments for the ten-year period. While you're making payments, they got to be timely. Save for retirement. The sooner you save, the more you're gonna have. It's you know, it's called compounding. The more you save, the more you're gonna have. The longer you save, the more you have. The longer you save, the less you can save, the more you can have, and it's easier on your finances. If you wait till you're 60 years old, it's going to be tough on your finance because you got to put about 90% of your income into a retirement plan in order to have enough money in five or 10 years to even come close to retiring. Make savings part of your monthly budget. That's, you know, it's called emergency fund, how to prepare for rainy days, in case you get laid off or something bad happens. Keep your savings out of your checking account. So once you have significant funds in your checking account and all your bills are paid, take the excess. I keep a minimum of $650 in my checking account. Once my bills are paid and I got more than that, the excess over $650 is transferred to my savings account. That way I'm not tempted to spend it again. If it's there, I know it's there, I might spend it. Direct deposit, it makes life easier. I think about everybody's doing that nowadays. And there are five types of financial emergencies. Let me see. And wedding isn't one of them. Only dipped into your emergency savings account if you lose your job, have a medical emergency, your car breaks down, you have an emergency home expense like a leaky roof, or you need to travel to a funeral. Otherwise you can't afford it, just say no. So what are they saying? You lost your job, you can use your savings, your your emergency fund. There's a medical emergency, your car breaks down, you have an emergency home expense, lick your roof, hot water heater go out, stuff like that. Or you need to travel for a funeral. If you if it's not one of those categories It's not an emergency and just say no. Going to a wedding doesn't count. That's not an emergency. It's something you have to control over. You can have too much saving. It's rare but possible. If you have more than six months savings in your emergency account, nine months if you're self-employed, you have enough sock away for your short-term financial goals, then start thinking about investing. Your retirement savings should not be in your savings account. It should be in a IRA or a 401k or whatever you have through work. How to approach, pay attention to fees. And that's all kinds of fees, bank fees. If you're investing, investing fees. And you need to rebalance your portfolio once a year. Once you have more than $20,000 invested, You should have a financial advisor that does it for you. And they will automatically rebalance your portfolio as needed. Could be more than once a year. So I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you listen to this podcast using an app, please rate and review. If you know anybody that might benefit from listening to ReducedDebtIncreaseWealth.com, Please refer them, and I would greatly appreciate it. Everything you do in life has some type of requirement. Whether you plan on learning to drive to get your driver's license, what do you need to do? Well, first thing you got to do is study for the test. Then you got to go in and take the written test. Then once you have the written test, then you have to get driving experience and get some time in a car. And how you do that? Well, you either go to a driving school and or with your parents or maybe an older brother or sister and you drive with them and you get some driving time as whatever requirements would be. Then you got to go take the driving test. And once you pass the driving test, then you got to go and pay for your driver's license. So everything you need has an action. So everything you should be planning for. I gave you some simple examples, but not only do you need to plan for the financial end of everything, you need also to plan on what needs to be done part of everything. So if you're planning a wedding, You know, there's going to cost you money, so you should start saving money. Maybe you don't know how much yet, but the more you can save, the longer you start, the earlier you start, the longer you can do it, the more you have, the better off you're going to be. Because if you don't have the money to pay for it, you're going to put it on a credit card or you're going to borrow money and you're going to create new debt and you're going to get yourself into trouble. It's just a matter of time before you start struggling to pay for it. Once you got the wedding, you start planning what needs to be done in the wedding. Well, you need a place to get married. You need a place to have a reception. You need somebody to cater it. You need to have bridesmaids, groomsmen, everything. And that takes a plan. And you got to plan it out. The ladies are good at the wedding. But you got to do the same thing and everything that comes up in your life, no matter what it is you're shooting for. Buying a new home, a first home. Well, you need a down payment. You need to figure out, plan where you want to live, what type of house you'd like to live in. How much you're willing to pay for the house, how much you can afford, it all comes down to planning, both financial and non-financial plans. The more you are ready for what's coming up in your life, the better off you're going to be. And the more financially sound you are, the better off you're going to be. And you're going to have a whole lot less problems when you're planning ahead. Know what's coming up. Know what's going to be done. Get the things done that you need to get done before the event happens. You're going to have a happy event. No, whatever it may be, you'll be much better off. And happy you did so.